0: Listening to the Mindful Biz podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Jennifer May, founder of Sydney City Nutritionists, joins us in today's episode. Jen has a Bachelor of Health Science majoring in nutritional medicine. Jen is particularly passionate about helping people become healthier and happier through personalized nutrition. Jen has also created many successful programs to help her patients recover from ongoing illness and major stress, including the eight weeks to change your life program and the food intolerance recovery program. These programs both teach vital strategies to assist with personalizing your diet and lifestyle to suit your specific needs, resulting in lifelong better health and happiness. Gosh, it's good to have you here. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And how are you? It's so good to see you again. Good. I'm really well, thanks. Yes. So let's just kick off. If you can introduce yourself to everyone, that would be fabulous.
1: Now, before I do, can I just say thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm such a massive fan of your podcast. I've been watching from the very beginning. You and I obviously connected way before that. Um, But I love this this podcast and I recommend it to many people so to actually be on here today is just awesome so oh, thank gosh. you thanks for the feedback thank you um and it's, it's lovely
0: got, yeah it is a good resource it's so like yeah. it's years and years of content so yeah. Yeah, we cover covered and everything.
1: also the way that you run it as well i love how it's so conversational it's so mm-hmm. real it's so relatable there's nothing forced or scripted i just i love it it's really easy listening okay. and i think you know for busy working mums particularly it's really nice to have that outlet where you can enjoy some entertainment but it's also giving you so much back to remind you about self-care and having a good mindset in business I love it thanks
0: Jen and you weren't paid to say that
1: (laughs) sponsored bye
0: completely organic okay so how about you introduce yourself so everyone can get to know you
1: Yeah, Thanks, Alison. So as you know, I've been a nutritionist for 12 years now, but I've actually been working in healthcare for about 14, even 15 years or so. I actually ran a multidisciplinary clinic for a few years before I became a nutritionist. So I got a huge head start Um, and also worked in detox clinics and even dabbled in a bit of colonic hydrotherapy for a little while while I was studying. I graduated as a fitness instructor, never practiced, and then began as a nutritionist in 2011 and it has just been this I wouldn't even say it's been a roller coaster because it's just kind of gone like this ever since you know the career path has been really fast-paced to the point that I actively have to slow myself down and you know (laughs) like reserve myself and I know that about
0: you Right. when you when there's a going and there's heaps coming in you just want it's like more 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 but yeah you're yeah. right you to kind of slow yourself down
1: you do I see the same with you you and I have gone a very similar path actually because yeah. I remember when I first connected with you in 2014 which was when I set out on my own to set up my business Sydney City Nutritionist and I came to you and was like you know I know all this business knowledge but actually doing it by myself and the marketing and getting my message and who am I, who's my business, who's my point of difference. And you just got it all together so quickly and gave me this real clarity on where I should be heading. I remember the biggest thing with you is that you got me to stop paying for SEO services and Google ads and I saved like thousands of dollars yeah. in the first few months and my earnings went up as well. And I was like, from then on, I'm like, Alison is your woman. And then you've gone on to develop Sticky Studios. I yeah. developed my second business, Food and Torrance, Australia. So it's kind of, I love looking to you. You're one of my great sources of inspiration because you're similar to me. You're a working mom. You are mostly work from home. And then you've got these two businesses that are both quite unique, although linked. Mine are the same. You're a person that I look to for inspiration when I'm finding that a bit of a challenge.
0: Yeah. Thank yeah. You.
1: Just just darting <laughs> back to that conversation about SEO.
0: I I don't know if you can remember me telling you this, but I um could have basically just set fire to thirteen thousand dollars at the beginning of my business that I that I invested on SEO, and it was just it was actually in a way kind of like a really good mistake to make because I understood. SEO from from that error that I made and how really you can you can do it yourself if you know what you're doing, um, and then through organic marketing. So yeah, it's like you know all these all these things which cost you money and mistakes you make, invariably end up being your secret source to helping you definitely and others. And I
1: think the same about bad clients as well. Yeah, you know, difficult I agree. patients in my case not difficult in terms of the health conditions they have, because that's a huge learning curve as well, yeah. and learning how to manage that, manage your own expectations. But also in terms of like personalities, you yes. know, the difficulties there, yes. they're the ones who tell you honestly what you're doing wrong. Nobody else will tell you. And I take that every time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, don't really like the way that person delivered that, but I will learn from that. And I will adapt what I need yes. to adapt to make sure yeah. that other people don't have that same experience. And I think that's so important as well as you go forward, isn't it? Every mistake Absolutely. you make in business is your key piece. It's like that extra piece in the puzzle that delivers your success in the yes. end. Determines how successful you will yes. be.
0: Absolutely, and without without a doubt, and it makes you set up systems and processes. It makes you yeah. sometimes like veer the business in a slightly different direction. Yeah, it's the key. It's the key. It is. We never want to hear it. I at the think- time though.
1: No, that's true. And I think the other thing as well is having good people like you, you know, you for me. I'm sure you've got people as well. Um, You know, and I spent so much money on mentoring. You know, you were my marketing guru. I had another lady, Rachel Arthur, who I used to consult with, who doesn't even do one-on-one anymore. I was so lucky to get her when I got her. Um, And she did all of the pathology interpretation, which has gone on to be a massive part of my work now. And so that time and money that I spent with her was phenomenal because it helped me understand and determine my strengths, my interests, my passions, and even for my own self care and management as a small business owner, a mother of two very young children, juggling two businesses and two kids, sometimes with no assistance with childcare. (laughs) Like it's a lot. And having that understanding of pathology and utilizing that to be able to make sure that I stay ahead of the curve for my own. Well being, my own health, make sure I'm not burning out was huge, you know. And that again means that I can continue on this path for hopefully longer than I might have been able to if I didn't know how to pre assess my health, if that makes sense, before the problems occur, you know, and restructure things when I need to to allow for that.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: It's an interesting journey. So,
1: how about you explain? what actually it is that you do in a nutshell. Yeah, good question. Do you know, it's funny you say that in a nutshell, right? And I struggle uh-huh. with this so much because yeah. I've got like, I'm like i like an octopus. I have like eight feet in eight different yeah. areas. Yeah, that's normal. I've got so many different facets to what yeah. I do. I think it makes more sense if I explain it in kind of a timeline. So right. as I mentioned, I was previously working in healthcare before I started practising Day one, as a nutritionist, I saw six patients, which is really unusual for any healthcare practitioner. You normally see one or two, find your feet, and build Mm. from there. But for me, it was a big running start. That was 2011. 2014, went out on my own. And then, as I said, enlisted lots of help around me to help me build that business, which went from, oh, no, I can't pay my bills. I've done the wrong thing. Why did I give up my previous job? which also had a side of being a nutritionist to just be a nutritionist to within a few short months being like, I can't manage this. This is mm. too much. like yeah. <laughs> The business was exploding. And I had to from there on just revamp, revamp, revamp and develop systems so that I could cope with the load. End of 2014, one of the things that I did was I implemented an internship and mentor program, which you may remember because you helped a lot with getting the wording right in terms of when they first came onto the program, the content that they were being delivered, so that it all made sense to them. Um, And then also from 2014, then if we skip forward to 2018, falling pregnant with my daughter, realizing that it was going to be really difficult to manage this workload whilst also being a new mum. So I took on an associate and published my book, why that had to be part of it, I don't know. But there was this sense of urgency has to be done now. I'll never get another chance. Now I would rewrite the whole thing now that I'm a mum, And then also develop my second business, which is Food Intolerance, Australia. And so Sydney City Nutritionist is very much about helping people find their way again. So it could be a parent who's really struggling to prioritize self-care and feels they've let themselves go, let their health go because they're just so caught up in the juggle of parenting or working on parenting. Small business owners who've let themselves come last to running their businesses, and often businesses plus children as well, and therefore, again, burning out, exhausted. And, you know, also if there's underlying health conditions that people can't sort of put a, a name to as well, that's kind of another area that I really love working with. Then we've got Food Intolerance Australia, which is all about food sensitivities. So I developed that because one, I needed to not have to completely step out of the business. I needed to be able to still serve the patients that were really in need. And for me at that time, the biggest part of the business was food sensitivities, digestive distress, chronic yeah. fatigue. So, and I had a lot of people flying from all over Australia to come and see me. And I'm like, I can't do that if I can't physically see them face to face. So I developed a platform that allowed anyone in Australia, whether they're regional, major city, whatever, to be able to get that testing and also get the follow up support virtually as well. And then... 2020 we had covid right so at that point i had two practitioners who had worked for me one had already moved on the other one was in the beginning of learning her way she was a new grad dietitian amazing but still in the very early stages and there was me who literally i would go to, it was bad but i would go to work not even have a lunch break i'd start at 7:30 i'd finish at 2:45 and then i'd run home to my daughter I would not stop back to back to back to back patients. I would often run late in that last session. So my poor dietitian would be coming in, sitting in reception, waiting for the room. And then I'd go home. It got a fast track to burnout. And then COVID hit. And it was like, oof, okay, now we've got to completely revamp. And then I secretly fell pregnant, had no idea. So there's the second child now just to add into the mix. So now we're at this point where I've got Food intolerances, digestive distress, chronic fatigue patients through food intolerance Australia that are all over Australia and some doing the programs and the consults from international as well. Yeah. Then we've got Sydney City Nutritionist, where I see people for all sorts of things, you know, weight loss, even just you know, a range of kind of improve my health, get back on track to completely exhausted, hypothyroid, etc. I've got those two side by side. I've got two little kids at home thying for my attention. And I'm still this motivated person who just continues to want to put new things out there. Yeah. So it's hard to manage the dopamine, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're the traits of an entrepreneur, though. You
0: know, like it just basically the momentum fuels the fire yeah. in you
1: and you just want yes. to get more, 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 yeah. more, more. That's so true. It's hard to stop. It's really it hard to stop. I have counselors. Uh, I have a couple who specialize in different areas and their job is to like, keep me accountable. Yeah. But also, you know, I do offload so that I don't bring my own personal stuff into my sessions because that's really important but also their roles really are to make sure that if they see me burning out or if they see me spiraling into this i can do everything i'm superhero i can God. help every person in the world <laughs> that they're like okay let's take it back a notch let's bring yeah. it back to basics and just focus on what's in front of yeah. you and i think that's super important as well as having those people to help you with that yeah. accountability is everything
0: Oh, absolutely. The thing is, though, a lot of this is fueled by passion, and so when you're really passionate about yes. something, you naturally want to go ahead and do it. So yeah. I, I get, I get what you're saying.
1: That's so true. You know, perfect example of that. I had the worst night with my kids last night. Both of them are now sleeping in with me most nights. Right? They're two and four, and my daughter's just put, going through the night without needing anything. You know, no nappies. She's yeah. waking up some to use the bathroom. She wakes her brother up. We had a terrible night last night. I woke up this morning. I was exhausted. But I'm so excited to be here with you that there wasn't even a single thought about, oh, I wish I didn't have this or should yeah. I reschedule not even on not even a second yeah. thought. It was just, I wish I had a bit more energy this morning. Yeah. And that's the thing I think the real key to success as well is that if you're really passionate about what you do, you always make it work. You exactly. always have the energy for it.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Because if you were working in a corporate role, you would have gone, mm, might just call in sick today.
1: That's, that's right. A hundred percent. You know, I'm gonna work yeah. from home today. Like totally. you, know, you do those things, right? Yeah. Because you just haven't got the passion. In saying that, I think that that's kind of different these days since COVID as well. Have you noticed that? Really? that people oh, yeah. are a bit more mindful yeah. now, which is nice to see that. I'm trying my hardest to get that to filter through into the small business owner world as well. I'm actually developing a program right now. It's in the very early stages, and I'm going to break a trend and not talk too much about it. Because Normally yeah. I'd be like, this is everything I'm doing. Everybody yeah. sign up now. And, yeah. you know but I'm going to take my time with this one. But for small business owners specifically, because we are the ones, and you've been doing this a long time yourself, you know, you consult small business owners. I know for a while there, you were really specialized with healthcare as well. So you yeah, know. Yeah, business He's owners. Yeah. Yeah. We really burn out. Like healthcare practitioners are known for burnout. Yeah, Small business owners, known for burnout. Parents, known for burnout. When you got all three together, it is just a recipe for disaster. So we have to be so careful to prioritize self-care and it's difficult to do that. So I think that there's a really huge market at the moment for people. And your podcast is a good example of this, yeah. who help people in that small to medium business space to slow down and prioritize and practice self care before everything else, and recognize that that feeds into successful business. Absolutely. That feeds into the momentum and the longevity of the business as
0: well. That's why I'm so big on like meditation, yoga, fitness, movement. Yeah, better at like,
1: yeah, <laughs> honestly, I work sleep. I wonder sometimes with you, I'm like, where does she sleep? Like when does she sleep? Because she's yeah, well, like a social bunny who's constantly out and doing oh my things. I'm like, gosh. The time sleep? I know I do sleep, but
0: I go I, I go through real chapters and I'm just coming out of a bad chapter now, you know, where I was just like literally would go to sleep and then bing. Wait, like waking up, uh-huh. you know, like You're just all through doing. the night and I've never been that bad before,
1: never. Yeah. Are you yeah. at a real high in your business at the moment? Are you oh, like in that high? You
0: know what I mean? I'm always like yeah. there's always lots going on because I'm like yeah. you. I have got just so many tentacles and there's a yeah. lot of people that people don't even know about, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't, there's no need to talk about them. In marketing, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I, that's just natural as your business grows and evolves, especially, I mean, I've been going for 13 years now. So that's a lot of time. Yeah. To change and, you know,
1: be added in.
0: But enough about me, more about you. How, how do your clients find you, your new clients?
1: This is a really good question. I'm glad you asked that because <clears throat> it's really interesting because I know for a lot of people, social media is how they're found, right? But for me, social media is how people seem to verify me. So I actually was just thinking this week, okay. I need to start asking people how they heard about me because I honestly don't know. I All don't. I know, no, I you have no idea where people out. are coming from. You need <laughs> to, I'm to not form. Jen, I I'm should, gonna... right? Change that when you yeah. get off
0: today. Yeah.
1: Or even like there might even be a way and I don't know, I use Clinico as a patient um, management platform. There might even be a way that when they're booking that I can ask as well. It's never even crossed my mind. And it's so silly because I mentor other practitioners. So I haven't been telling them to do this either. And it's so yeah. important. How do you know what's working? Yeah. But I do get people saying to me, you know, oh yeah, then I what I looked up your Instagram and then I saw this video and this video and that really resonated with me. So I know that my social media is a really important part of it is why people come. Yeah. If that makes sense. But I don't think that it's bringing the business in the first place i think yeah. i really need to do a better job with my social media well, if i honest. don't think uh, things changed, jen
0: so yes people use it to verify and i get that a lot so people will go they'll find you through google or referrals or whatever check out your website yeah. but the reason why they go through to your social media is because the social media is real time and it's current
1: mm, true and that's
0: why or you'll get a new client and then they'll start following you yeah, I mean, sure. Like you don't, social media does not have to be there just to bring in new clients. It literally yeah. connect with, with your current clients or and the audience. Yeah, that's, well. a really yeah. Yeah, that's a really
1: good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. I remember when I was really bad with social media last year and the year before with my son being littler and, you know, mm. just kind of being a lot more demands of me at home. Um, and I remember that anytime, because my posts were infrequent, I could tell that anytime that I would post something, all of a sudden I'd get patients back that I hadn't seen in ages. And it wasn't that anything massive was going on for them. It was just like, they were reminded that, oh yeah, I should book in with Jen. And again, the newsletter, I'm terrible with a newsletter. I have a newsletter list. And I say that it's quarterly to buy myself extra time. And you know what I do? About once a year, I'll send a newsletter and then again the next month and set a plan. And then I don't do it again. (laughs) It's so bad. But I think one of the big things that really helped with driving people in is definitely the, there was an article, you may remember this, there was an article in 2000, it was actually 2019 turning, flipping over in 2020. It was two journalists that I worked with on a weight loss program and basically worked with them for 12 weeks. We kickstarted it with a bunch of blood tests and then from the blood testing and massive amount of information that I took from them from several forms, I tailored a program for them basically and then worked with them over 12 weeks. And they were also working with a personal trainer. And it was really great because the article they wrote was really real. They talked about how, you know, they did lose weight and they did completely change their bodies, but they were like, it wasn't this, look how huge I used to be and look how little I am now. It wasn't that really negative kind of weight loss reinforcement that we're so used to. Instead, it was, you know, this is me when I, I wasn't so healthy. This is me now with my stronger, fitter, healthier body. I've lost some weight. I have healthier habits. I have a healthier mindset. My approach to my diet, and my self care, and my exercise is so much better. I've learned so much about myself, my body, and how to take care of myself. And I love that because for me, that's how I practice. You know, I'm not interested in people losing 20 kilos in 10 weeks. It's like, It's not that interesting for me, you know, like if you want to do something like that, just go and buy some program that's going to put you on a low calorie diet and you'll probably regain it at the end. But, you know, if that's what you're looking for, that's fine. The only people I'm interested in, not larger losses, but losses that are more significant week to week and the only focus is weight loss. The only people that I'm interested in that is sports people, because Mm. if I'm working with an athlete, particularly boxers they've got to make a specific weight yes a specific date and they're already at their ideal so it's like you've got to trick the body to try and lose weight despite the fact that it doesn't really need to for them to make their weight class so they can perform in their event you know, I'm good scenario.
0: Point. how much weight sometimes do they need to lose so they can qualify
1: it can be like 10 percent of their body weight sometimes like it's really significant it's crazy But it's hard because when a person, particularly if they're first starting out, as you're going up in the weight division, everybody tends to lose rather than gain. Unless they're a particularly small person, they generally tend to fight lower than their average weight. So when you're fighting at, you know, you would think that it would be better to just eat loads, train really hard and gain weight. But then you're fighting against someone who's normally much bigger, stronger, heavier, Come down oh, of course. Yeah, so it's really tactical. Um, right. And it's also about the opportunities that are around as well, who they've been challenged to fight, what's available, you know, what sponsorships are available. So there's there's a whole lot behind the scenes that might go into why they pick that particular division, pick that particular opponent and therefore that weight. So it's quite tricky, and yeah, it's really hard. I'm actually working with one person right now. Who I can't say too much about because I haven't had any authority. Um, but there's one person I'm working with, which isn't all over my social media, so it's right. not who everybody's thinking about. Who has a fight coming up really, really soon, and like we've just been working on like that final push, and it's really nerve wracking because you're like, okay, we've got you know certain number of days we've got a certain amount of weight to get down how are we going to achieve this while keeping this person really healthy really energetic and fighting fit do you drop do you drop their um their hydration their water intake we try and avoid that if we can but that's like the backup right at the end if needed so on the day it depends on when the weighing is and when the fight is as well so if a person's pro they're generally weighing in the day before so that's great because then they've got a whole day to eat and drink as much as they want. They can fast yeah. on the day to get a little bit down as well. But for amateurs, they're weighed and then they fight. So there's no real wiggle room for that. So, you know, that's really tough. So, do they just
0: cancel the fight if they are over?
1: Yeah, I assume so. I mean, I've never had the situation yeah. arise. <laughs> do you know that you can be a little bit over, or is it just, if, like, it's at night? around 400 grams? 400 grams oh, yeah crazy that, isn't it can you imagine having cool. that pressure no that's no. crazy there was a whole article about it actually you may have seen it because i reposted it it was in um, the daily telegraph there's a new section called insight sport which is all about women's sport um and they did an interview with one of the boxes i'm working with kate mclaren who's amazing i love working with her she she's just amazing i think you two have connected as yeah, well haven't you? We have we have Yeah such a lovely person. She's so warm, so nurturing. And then she gets in the ring and she's this fighting <laughs> machine. It's like this completely different person. Wow. And then right at the end of the fight, she's that beautiful, warm, hugging, lovely person again. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you transform like that? Oh God. But yeah, with her, they interviewed her and, and then she was the beginning of a series and heaps of athletes are talking about the pressures that they face to try and lose this weight and some of the really wild things that they're doing, like saunas wrapped in cling film and oh dropping gosh. in the Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's really quite unhealthy, actually, if I'm I honest. I was about
0: to say, surely they're screwing up their bodies for when for later in life.
1: Yeah, I think when they're doing it that way. And I guess this is why I'm so keen to work in this area, even though it's so challenging and so adrenaline It's At a time, it's really, really stressful. And you have to be kind of on call in the last few days as well. But I love it because it gives me an opportunity to use everything that we've got that is the healthy way to do it. So we'll use things like diuretic foods, So eating loads of celery, drinking green tea, things like that in the days preceding. And then also rehydration drinks then on the day and after the weigh-in if they're pro as well. So they've weighed in and then, you know, not fighting till the next day. So, you know, there's things like that. And then sometimes we'll do like a liquid diet for the last couple of days before the fight so that they flush their bowels so that any extra stuff that's sitting in their bowel is nice. gone. And I don't mean a juice fast, but like protein smoothies and stuff yeah, like right. that. Just extra fluids there. So oh, it's a variety of tactics, but try and nice. keep it as healthy as possible. Yeah, right. That yeah. would be
0: stressful for you. You'd be going,
1: yeah.
0: like, have I got it? It is, arrived. honestly. Oh, yeah. Well, the last
1: one with Kate. Kate was fighting to, for two titles. She won, which was amazing. But yeah, she was going for two titles. So you know, as, as much as all of the pressure is technically on her, I really felt it as well oh, because I'm like, sure. if this way, if she doesn't make that way in, she's not fighting, and those titles are gone. So all that hard work that she's done is out the window. So yeah, it is. It's a lot of pressure, but. For some reason, I love it. I think one of the things with athletes as well is that they're super, super, super grateful. They're the mm. best patients because they're very compliant. They will do everything you tell them to. They're already living quite healthy lifestyles. So, you know, you just then teaming up to to combine your expert knowledge with their drive, motivation, commitment. So it's kind of cool. It's a nice collaboration. Yeah, good
0: quality, client. Interesting. Yeah. How how do you keep the momentum going when you're super busy raising young children? Because that is really tough. It is, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It is. You know, it's a good question. And I think again, it comes down to there's three main things for me. So the first thing is it's kind of natural anyway, because even when I take a day off, I'm constantly thinking about what I can do differently, what I can do next. You know, like there, I'm really really passionate Mm. I can't switch it off ever I try because sometimes you do need a break sometimes I just sit down and watch Bluey with my kids and I'm like put the phone away don't even check anything you know just be here in this moment and that's really important Um, so that's one part is that it is internally motivated I think the other thing as well is having great people around me so that I've got and that includes professional people You know, it includes people that I look up to, such as you, but it also includes friends and family as well that are very supportive of what I'm doing. And that is really helpful. And I bounce ideas off them. And sometimes I have terrible ideas and I think they're amazing. And then I'll talk to someone and they'll be like, okay, let's just, let's just take it back for a second. Let's count this out. What does that actually look like? This is what you're looking at. And I'm like, yeah, that was a little bit silly. But (laughs) sometimes I'll come up with an idea and I'll brainstorm with a family member or a friend Mm -hmm. or even, you know, sometimes with counsellors, if it kind of fits with what they're doing as well. And, you know, they obviously know me and what I can take on board. And sometimes something amazing comes out of that, too. So that's really helpful. The last thing I think, though, is I guess just as a person, it's very much I'm a foot on the gas kind of person, you know, I'm very much go, go, go. So I don't really let anything slip. I will let certain things take a back seat. I've currently disbanded my internship program temporarily because it was just an added stress that I couldn't manage along with everything else. But I also know the primary things are really important. So I'm always being interviewed by journalists. I'm always responding to call outs for from those journalists to make sure that My message is still out there. Mm -hmm. I'm always connecting with my patients in some way, even if I'm forgetting my social media or, you know, my, my newsletters. So, you know, I'm always doing that. I'm always, always innovating as well. Always reviewing everything that I do and thinking, how can I do this better? Taking that feedback. Mm -hmm. And I think with all of that, by constantly looking, rather than just sitting back and letting it happen. It's that looking forward, where do I want to be? How can I make this happen? And what are the practical steps that I can take to make that work? And that includes adapting my self-care to support that as well.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's really
0: good. answer. Yeah. Self-care is so important. You just, this one thing cannot slide. It has to be priority.
1: It's so important. I've actually got a whiteboard in my bedroom on the wall that is just self-care. so every day I'll put the things that I must achieve and I'll scratch off the things that I have done as well and if I haven't done the things that were most important I'll put a big red x and I don't like seeing those big red x's so it means that the pillars the really important things are always there and I always prioritize them. So Jen where's the best place for everyone to find everything that it is that you do? Good question. So I think Sydney City Nutritionist is still the primary hub for me at this time. At some point, it may be that I changed that, that there's a Jennifer May website instead. But at this point, Sydney City Nutritionist is me, really. And from Sydney City Nutritionist, whether you have food sensitivities, whether you're looking at digestive health assessments, whether you just want to buy my book, whether you want to join my eight week program, whether you just want to connect with me and do a mentoring session, if you're a healthcare practitioner or, you know, a consultation, if you're a patient, everything is there. on sydneycitynutritionist.com. I'm still.com, not.com.au. not .com.au. I don't know why, <laughs> but I am. Um, so that would be the primary place. Yeah. And of course, on the social media, I'm very active these days on social media. So okay, at Sydney City Nutritionist would be the yeah. one. So, sorry, I cut you off there. What were you saying? I just said you're good these days. You pop up in my feed. I can see you. Do you know what helps with that? You message me every now and then and say, I love seeing you on social media again. And I'm like, thanks. That's, yep, I'm going to prioritise it. I have to remember Alison's noticing, Alison's watching. I'm
0: watching, I'm watching. Jen. (laughs) Jen, Thank you so much for joining us here today. I have loved speaking to you. It's been fabulous.
1: Oh, likewise, Alison. And thank you again for all the support that you've shown over the years. Can I just say to everybody who's watching this, you probably already know Alison, you probably already tried her services, but if you're just listening to the podcast because you love the podcast and you've not yet reached out, please do. (laughs) Alison, every time I've come to you with a problem, you've solved it. I came to you last year and asked you to refresh the website and you somehow took this abstract concept of I like the essence of this page and you created a whole new website based on that. I don't know how you do it, but you always manage to just create the visual representation and the marketing strategy of these crazy ideas that I have and you do it with ease and you're so lovely to work with as well, which makes it even nicer. So I don't think that I would be where I am today if it wasn't for the support of people like yourself. And you particularly have played a massive part in me getting from where I was to where I am today. So thank you so much.
0: Jen, thank you for those words. They mean so much.
1: And you know what? You're 100% genuine. And that's the other thing. I can see when you're thanking me that it's 100% genuine. I can see with every video you do that it's genuine. And your authenticity reminds me to remain authentic as well and to be brave in the times that my authentic message is not all that positive and I love that about you so again thanks for doing that for all of us to inspire us to be better pleasure Jen thank you